Hawaii football fans, you're not going to want to miss this one. When UH travels to San Jose to take on former quarterback Chevin Cordero and the Spartans. And when you come on our VIP tour, you can also see Levi Stadium and check out the 49ers and Saints and enjoy one of the best tailgates that you could before an NFL game. Check it out, hisportsfans.com, hisportsfans.com slash tours. You're going to want to be there. Hawaii sports fans, official sponsor of the Rainbow Wrap-Up. Aloha and welcome to the Rainbow Wrap-Up. We are re-energized and ready uh, for another week of Rainbow Football. We're going to talk about what happened at New Mexico State um, and where we are now, where we're headed, if we have a team in the next. We might have a new stadium, so we're going to talk about that too. New stadiums and, you know, having Snapdragon Stadium be the backdrop for this coming game against San Diego State, what that means and... The paper talking about is this the stadium so we we're going to talk about that whether we should just flat out follow san diego's blueprint or not um because i'm sure there are elements that will work for us but also the fact that governor Ige has turned over um the reins to the school there's so much that they can do and we hope to see um and you know there's new possibility even without the stadium entertainment uh, project now under wraps or gone completely whatever is going on there so we'll talk about that there's no other two that i would want to start the show with um then of course our boy shane lao lao head agno what's up shane what's up boys what's up nation frustrated but faithful fan still here still here why where are you going you know the lao lao head ain't going <laughs> nowhere bleeding green but you know it's hard to bleed green but this guy bleeds it as well that's our sean Iman. what's up sean <clears throat> oh, what's up, Wayne? What's up, Shane? What's up, Warrior Nation? All of you that are left. <laughs> <laughs> Only up from here, right, Sean? Is- Gosh, I would, I would hope so. Like you just, you think that, that okay, this is, this is about as bad as it gets, and then yeah, and then another week happened. Yeah, ho- hopefully we're on the upswing. We're, we're at about the middle point of the season. We're gonna start conference play, so hopefully we can go on an upward trend. Well, uh, La Head, I know it's been a rough one. You said frustrated, but, you know, you and I were the level-headed ones that, didn't, you know, went in anticipating a loss. I mean, I went all the way to Las Cruces to have to witness this, which was very painful as well, honestly. Go watch my video, though, at HI Sports Fans on Instagram. You know, it was Ag Day. And how often do you get to pet sheep before a game? And, but I also got to hang out with some cool area uh, local people, and that's the, that's the best thing about, you know, these these games away games are those tailgates and that camaraderie and that culture it's hard because i see it in new mexico state i see even more fun gate atmosphere that i wish our fans at home could experience um but it's uh, new mexico state of all places you know um but it starts with having fun outside of the field and in the the parking lots and with everyone before the game and there is a huge contingent of local people from el paso area that came and shout out to Bradacona and his friends they were just really fun to be around and you know and local people just love getting keep being around each other right and and like talking pigeon and just celebrating our who we are and doing it wherever we feel like i love seeing that on the road because it it's so special and that's what that's the difference that we are and that's why 
infusing what makes us different into our product is really important as well. You said 17 to 3 was your prediction on last week's show. So there was a remarked improvement on that, I guess. Yeah, as far as offensive-wise, yeah. I mean, it's good to see that we're slinging, slinging the ball around now, which uh, we discussed a little earlier about why, why didn't we just start doing this from the very beginning so that we could have practiced the run and shoot from day one. And maybe by now we would have been even better at the running the routes and passing here, passing there. Yeah, but it's just frustrating because I know New Mexico State doesn't have better talent, better caliber players than we do. And for us to lose by 20 points when we have the same level of talent, it's just, it's just, uh, I, I hate to say it, but it comes down to schemes and coaching. So something's got to be done. I mean, we got to get more creative. We got we to gotta do something. And it's just, it just, the whole day started off frustrated because we went to Dave and Buster's to watch the game. And this is one of the bigger sports bars in the state. Huge, Uh-oh. plenty of TVs all over. And when I made my reservations, I made sure to ask, are you guys showing this game? And they said, yeah. I said, you sure? Because it's only on a streaming service. It's not on regular TV. And then they go, yeah, we are. I said, no. Cause I, so I went there personally, not on the phone now. So I'm asking this girl, I said, no, are you sure? She goes, okay, wait, hold on. And she went in the back, talked to, I guess I was hoping the manager. And then she came out. She said, oh yeah, we're going to show it. So okay, cool. Uh-oh. So we go to Dave and Buster Saturday, got about 14 of us, two o'clock comes, there's no mm. game. We're like, wait, what the hell's happening here? So then we're like, well, where's the game? Where's the game? Everybody's all wondering. And then, the manager comes out, they change the screen, and it's that Spectrum pay-per-view screen. And <laughs> I go up to the magic. This is what I was trying to tell you guys, that it's not on pay-per-view. It's on this streaming service called Flow Sports. And the manager looks at me, he's like, what is that, Flow Sports? I'm like, oh, oh my God, what is it? late already. So to oh make a long God. story short, the big, one of the biggest sports bars in the state doesn't even know how to how to broadcast a uh football game it's like bro you guys this should be the highlight of the day is you guys should be that should be the most important game of the day is the uh football game and you guys don't even know how to broadcast it which was just it's just so frustrating how how you know what i mean you know what i'm trying to say how low were were there other uh fans there yeah there were plenty because Everybody kept asking me, hey, oh, they're going to show the game or what? They're going to show it. And then even had, like, they do promos, yes. Yeah? So there was a girl there with all kinds of prizes because they do, you know, when there's timeouts, she'll give away yeah. stuff. So she was, like, looking around, like, what the, what the hell's going on? <laughs> right. You know, she just talks on the mic and says, hey, we have uh, inflatable footballs. Who wants one? Answer this trivia. Wow. And she was there waiting for the game. And we're like, bro, I don't know what the oh, hell. So what happened? Did they show the game? What, yeah, so eventually the... they got it on. Okay, good. Oh, good it was for about, them. Uh, about second quarter. But by that time, 
we had cashed out and we we're going to another bar already because we didn't even know if they were gonna yeah. get it on. Yeah. So like screw this, we're out of here. We're leaving already. But yeah, you're right. It's just that nobody cares. And that's the thing. It's like, well, when we started scheduling high school games and not and you know, disrespecting the night of Saturday, which was uh-huh. kind of a sacred that should be UH time. Mm-hmm. And scheduling ILH games, scheduling OA games, scheduling premier games against against UH. I mean it's just a disrespect to the program, but that's the problem when your brand has been tarnished, even within your own island. On the own island, yeah. your brand is not even. Exactly. But now, um, you know, New Mexico State, the hard thing for me walking out was the sports fan in me can appreciate happiness and joy in other teams, even if it's hard. Uh, but New Mexico State literally was so happy. It made like their ag day, their homecoming, everything worked out for them but it sucked that it was at our expense you know to me i i guess seeing caleb phillips get in on the action a lot and he was getting open and you know there are you know elements of the design that of run and shoot that if we do bring in him will work um and can work but it's we're so deep into the season and we're still trying to adjust it's i i think moving forward san diego state will be a tough game i think we're 20 point underdogs is that what we said yes <laughs> So I just I checked the matchup predictor and we have a 7% chance of winning according to ESPN. Wow. 7% chance of winning. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Rough. Before the season losing 45 to 10, Sean 31, 17 and Shane said 38 to nine. And I think any of those scores would probably be possible. I mean, mm-hmm. let's hope that we can score a little bit more, but San Diego state's defense will probably be, their defense is probably gonna be one of the better defenses that we play i would imagine all year so there are a lot of local connections too i know laka laka still plays there mm-hmm. for san diego so Tavai, justice Tavai, you know Tavai's brother yeah so talking about that you shared that article that that guy <coughs> about unwatchable fills <laughs> unwatchable. <laughs> so this was what, yeah. what service was that what what that was what a, media outlet was that bleacher report i think Oh, Bleacher Report. Yeah, so unwatchable filth, he called this game. (laughs) Some of the points he made in there about San Diego State and their tendencies. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, he was pretty spot on in how he... It was a good read. Some of the the analogies fell short. I just thought it it was an interesting article. Like, I I felt like he wasn't lying. I I know that... Like you're you're going to be excited to watch see it at the new Snapdragon Stadium, but also San Diego State they got rid of their offensive coordinator, right? So they're going to be installing new stuff, new a new coach. So so there, there you know there's there's a chance maybe we, we catch them on a bad day or something. <laughs> maybe <laughs> that's why I always I always get my hopes up. Like I'm thinking I'm thinking we're going to perform a little better. At this, I don't know why I, I have this gut feeling, but I my the, just my biggest concern is the defense because our offense is improving, but our defense looks like it's just. I mean, New Mexico State was just running, they, yeah. running down our throats, man. Like, yeah. what the heck is going on, man? Cannot even stop New Mexico State. Like, yeah, about about seven minutes into the game with New Mexico State, I'm like, geez, they're they're better than us, and. For me, that's like a tough pill to swallow because we've we've dominated that series. It was ten to zero. Our history with them 
we just kind of bullied them before. Like now, now, yeah, they beat us. And yeah. you know, we were they we were both what bottom ten schools, and I think what we were ranked four four now. <laughs> I don't know. Those are I don't know. Those are official rankings. Those are yeah, just. But- I feel like those are people just making fun of the schools in the bottom. They're not like <laughs> yeah. just making yeah. fun of them. The most underperforming Power Fives teams usually end up down mm. there. That's why. Yeah. But um, like Kansas, who would be down there all the time, now they're ranked. Yeah. So teams change. The jury's still out. I think Coach Chang, even after the first year, which we said is a pass because yeah. of all the turnover, that he's going to still have to show excitement, something to bring. Because something's going to have to... For instance, our last game at San Jose, which I think is a shot in the dark, but I still think like the fact that it's the last game of the season. If you win that game and that's the last game of the season, I think that is huge. You know, even if we that's the only other game that we win, we're two and whatever eleven, just because yeah. it's it's it sets in into motion some momentum and maybe kids see that and you know the way the Shevin and San Jose is playing right now, which I knew they would. They they look really what good. They could. Competing yeah. for a Mountain West Championship. So there's a chance that that probably won't happen. But like I said, there are, I think if Coach Chang, even if we went 1-12, I feel like we need to show improvement. I mean, the worst child years, we were still what, a, a score away every game, which yeah. was frustrating. But well, yeah. it was, you know, you know, because it's like, and it makes you realize it is difficult to win a football game. You have to be good in all phases, right? Because it requires balance to win a football game, which is like a chess match. And it does seem like we are in that echelon now, which, you know, is hard to dig out of. It, it can take a while to dig out of. It's going to be a hard step, but he's going to have to be able to bring in a lot of guys. He's going to have to bring a lot of hope somehow, I think. Uh, do, you, the, do, you, do you think we'll be favored in any games going forward? No. I don't think so. No. Didn't Utah so State that, that, like get loose? Or I don't even know. Actually. Yeah, they lost to a junk team. They lost to an FCS yeah. team, didn't they? Yeah. And uh, Fresno lost to UConn, which yeah. they got awful too. So, I mean, there's hope. Injuries, huh? Fresno. Yeah, right. I hope we at least win some one to two more games because you know how they show the encore and it's always like Wyoming. Now yeah. it's going to be. Duquesne on a loop for the Duquesne. next year. Like you said, yeah. like they should be playing the old freaking games, right? And like exactly. classic games, like inspire people to remember what it was like to see us winning again and like feel good about it. It's like the brand is so like what you said, Shane, is true though. It's like how crazy it is, is that's the only way you to consume a UH event sporting a football game of all things. Maybe a men's volleyball game, you have to find streaming. Okay. Or like, mm-hmm. you know, women's soccer, but a football game, you have to go find streaming app yeah. and hook it up. Like that's pretty sad that, that we're on that level. And that's just because of the state of the program. But the brand isn't strong enough anyways, outwardly in the public eye. It'll never resustain itself until a major evolution happens. So Well, and that's the thing is like I, I kinda I felt like this this year would be kind of tough and Timmy would like need to learn how to win. But like, I didn't think that they would struggle this bad. And that's something that like, I'm coming to terms with as a fan that it's just, it's, it's been rough. The defense, the offense, and at times the special teams, they've all had struggles this year. You know, we're not abandoning ship. The the problem is there's a lot of hype and that's the problem with fans is that they get caught up in hype. Like I said, 
You aren't the only one. It's embarrassing to Dave Reardon to pick six games. I mean, that is. It really is. Like, he should be better than that. Like, he bought into hype. Really, bro? Six games? Like, that's, that's like, way off. I at least, even even after Graham, I said we could go win this next year. Just just before any coach. You said it multiple times. Just before any coach. And even after, especially after Timmy, because of the fact that he was new. And the right. fact is, like, we set ourselves up for that, but the media and UH and just, you know, you, local culture believes that if you are less than 1,000% positive, then you are a terrible person. So that's what we get. And that's why in that article that Shane shared, that guy said, like, well, UH is a fan base. Hawaii is a fan base that says it could be worse. And oh, yeah, things, could be worse. things could be worse. And that's literally everybody's <laughs> mantra. If you, if you want that to be the mantra, then... We like we said, it could get it keeps finding ways to get worse. So, <laughs> so and that's yes. the thing. When I started, I've now done seventy eight games in a row from twenty fifteen to And when my the first game of the streak was Chow's last game, October thirty first, twenty fifteen, and I thought that was the lowest point of the program, and it was at the time the lowest point of the program. Yeah. No. a game seventy eight, it's lower. It's definitely lower than that time. And even in that stadium, a lot of stadium, when we only had 11,000 people showing up to games, it was still had a stadium and we still had a, an impact on, in Hawaii. Yeah. So with that being said, in the stadium, I think there is some excitement. I, I don't know if you guys saw there is an auction, by the way, going on. Oahu auction. Oahuauctions.com. Yeah. So if you go and look at it, don't outbid me if you say my name or anything. But no, um, there's some cool stuff on there. One of them was renderings of aloha stadium it's like when they went through the process in 1970s mm-hmm. and the renderings they have so they have drawings of what aloha stadium could have looked like what was voted on and some of them are really cool and to be quite honest they should go back and look at those drawings to get inspiration because i'm sure we could find ways to preserve some of the current structure but puka is already carved out of the road we already have that the nostalgia of that will help to bring fans back if we can so i mean like dodger stadium still has nostalgia to it even though they have made changes and there's still alterations to it there's still that california vibe of like you know the Mm -hmm. 60s there's a reason for it right and i think that so that's why i think it is kind of exciting that there is in the stadium district because all of those renderings would be totally new would totally change the whole area not just the stadium but the entire area but if we're just going to focus on the stadium first, which was the governor wants to do, then we should try and preserve as many elements as we can for, to save money, A, but also do what's most important and to save the parking and as much parking as we can. We, don't, we might not need all the parking. The state might want to use some of it to do whatever they need to do, but um, we do need to have tailgating, that's for sure. I, I think like comparing it to San Diego State, and the paper was doing, that might be a good start, but... We also need to look at what would make Hawaii different when going to New Mexico State. I like their stadium, actually, as a smaller stadium. And they have a side where it's grassy, which I like grassy in the end zone. I think it's fun. And when mm-hmm. we talk about kids running around, that's the perfect place for kids to run around and people to hang out on the grassy area. I would love to see just a giant grassy area. Like the kid in me as well wants to just see a, a really large grassy area. But it's at least carved out nicely where it looks like a stadium. It's carved into the, you know, kind of like how Fresno's, you guys have been to Fresno Stadium, right? So how it's kind of like carved into like a hill kind of a thing. It's like grass up to the side, kind of like San Jose, just Uh kind of like that. But but New Mexico and Albuquerque, they they built a stadium recently too. 
which the school could look at. But I think we have to stay true to what Hawaii and what would bring people back. I don't know. I think for a stadium that was going to host concerts, we should have at least 35,000, but UH is <laughs> yeah. never going to get that much, you know. Yikes. Yeah, so here here's the thing is like, you know, Governor Burns pushed Aloha Stadium, and a lot of people told him no, and he just refused to say no. And Stan Sheriff pushed the arena, and they wanted to make it smaller, and he refused to budge on 10, 10,000. They wanted to make it what? 7, and he refused. What I see with this project is, is there's just lack of leadership or somebody who's just going to stand up for UH and just say, this is, this is what we need and this is what we're going to do. It just seems like, lead, you know, Ige and UH, they're just punting the ball, just, punt, you know, punting it, punting it, punting it. And it, it's frustrating because every time this thing gets backburnered and pushed back, the $400 million, it, it means less and less going forward. Every year that it gets pushed back, it means we're going to have less stuff and less likely it's going to get built. I don't even know if it's going to get built at this point. I, I feel like it's a 50-50 proposition. Same here. It was condemned in what, two, like 2020. It's 2022 and they still never even bust them down. Like, this is just too much already. And I know we keep talking about the rail, but that's always going to be the example that like we cannot even finish the rail. And now we just dilly dallying with the stadium. And it's, it, they have to get the stadium right. Cause if they don't, we're going to lose this freaking team, bro. This is, and, and, and this is just my opinion. I know there's still a lot of people that want the games to be on campus. And I understand yeah the reasoning behind that but going to these games now for a handful of games it's it's not good (laughs) the the seating and it's just i don't know man it's cool that you can walk the track and the, the lunch trucks but it's just not a it's not a division one stadium and just because just because you add seven thousand more seats or eight thousand more seats to make it what official it's it's not gonna be good it's just gonna be still uncomfortable no room you know what i mean oh man they gotta get it's a bigger crappier stadium (laughs) yeah exactly right exactly Well, and I think that's the, the point is, too, is like uh, the state sees UH, they're going to expand their stadium. So it's like, oh, no need Aloha Stadium then. So I, yeah. I almost feel like UH is competing against itself. And yeah. I'm not even sure UH wants to run Aloha Stadium. Yeah, I don't think they want to either. I feel like they just want to stay on stadium, on campus anyways, and just do their own project. And I that's the thing is like, I think to save, to make, to make the program relevant again, they would need to go back to the stadium in Halaba just because I like, feel. I just don't think the stadium students are going to carry the, the weight. Like they, the school thinks they are, first of all, and second of all that it's just, yeah, it's just not, there's no tailgating, there's no parking and there's no plan on creating a tailgating option. There's just no plan for it. So, I mean, anywhere I go, anywhere other stadium I travel to, there's tailgating options. So that needs to be in a, a sustainable college football program 
needs to have these certain elements that are very quintessentially college football and tailgating is one of them. And Hawaii, for instance, used to always have the best, one of the very best tailgates. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> well, that, you know, that's what like people from out of town, that's a, that's what they would say is like, oh my gosh, like this, the smell in the parking lot is yeah. magical. And it's like, I've been to a handful of road games and I've never gone to tailgate atmospheres at all, bro. This tailgate was so shitty. Oh, excuse my language. <laughs> <laughs> I've never gone to anywhere and said, oh, these tailgates horrible, man. Yeah. This, this is yeah. junk. It's like never. It's like always yeah. good. The tailgates are always good to see what yeah. other people do, other people cook, how they set up their stuff. It, it's good fun, man. And that's where you talk to other fans. You you know, you build friendships. Like at Aloha Stadium, everyone knew where to find. So they would come and go, hey, what's up, Sheila? Yeah. Now, you you know what I mean? It's I don't even see people because they don't know where I stay. I don't know where you stay. It's like, ah, it's just like brutal, man. I know. Thankfully that we all sit close to each other. 120. Yeah. That's the best part is that we all see each other, like we said, but I mean... It's sad that we're none of us. We're all like refugees. We, it's like being refugees. We're cast out, and now we're like at this place, and people are like, "No, it's better." Like, no, really, you really think it's better? You think I'm gonna have a better life now? It's like you know, like the guy said in that article as well. It's just not fun anymore. Hawaii is not fun like it used to be. Watching them, and exactly. If you can watch Hawaii because it's so hard, and that was one thing. Like having us on Fox Sports West too, and. All these other like affiliate stations made the product so much more available to the masses. Haven't you ever just wanted to experience SoFi Stadium, the building, the atmosphere, the electricity, but just didn't want to deal with the parking and all the planning that went along with it? Well, that's why Hawaii Sports Fans is here. We got the best tickets, the best seats for you. Plus, we got your transportation. We got your parking. We got all the little pilikia that you don't want to worry about. Let us deal with all that humbug because that's the difference at Hawaii Sports Fans from any other company is that we're going to get you that fan experience that you really can't get anywhere else. It's going to be a private experience. It's going to be a lot of VIP amenities, of course, wherever we go because you are the VIP when you come with Hawaii Sports Fans. Uh, but we just want you to make a memory and have fun. And that's the most important thing. You're going to put that money down. We want you to have fun and have something to look back on and reflect on for the rest of your life. So check us out, hisportsfans.com, hisportsfans.com, or check us out on social media at hisportsfans on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Hawaii Sports Fans. Come find us, come connect with us, and come join us on the road because there's really, really nothing like it. We've been doing it for 10 years now, and it just keeps getting better. Well, I was, I was watching Arizona State versus USC on Saturday, and, man, Corey Bethley was just bawling out. Like, oh, he, he was? was? Yeah, he was. He, he was like named like All American, national, of the week yeah, or national, something. like national, national player, player of the week. Yes, for his so, position. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. He was, uh, yeah, he was awesome. That's that's pretty impressive because they got kind of blown out, huh? And he still made national. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. Of the he was week. he was doing his thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. sacking the quarterback and disrupting plays, yeah. and it's just just watch. It's just like we don't have. We don't have those guys. We don't have those alphas on our team. Yeah. So there, there's like just no base. There's guys that kind of like they have they bubble up and they have a good performance, but there's no like Muasau or Bethley. You know, there's there's no Chev. So Turner. Yeah, Laulu. Yeah, Even having Laulu yeah. down there, I mean, 
So I, I mean, Marner would have made a huge difference too this year just to have right. somebody. Yeah. If he just throw 50-50 balls at him, if you can reach, at least Marner had it, gave us a chance. So I feel like there is that's I, that's why I saw that just how barren our shells are going to be. That's why I was less optimistic. But like we said, Timmy is also needs to prove that he's the right coach too. I mean, he gladly took the job, and you know, I know he's always wanted the job, but. There's a coach well, at uh, offensive coordinator, or he was was he the 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 Niners um, defensive coordinator who's doing pretty well, but he doesn't want to. He's waiting for the head coach, the right head coach job, and he wants to have experience as a coordinator first. I mean, guys, know mm-hmm. it's you only you might only get one shot, so you want to take the best shot when you get right. to your head coach, when you get to finally get that job, you want to give it your best shot. And I see that too with with acting with with my own profession. It's like. Some people only give you one chance and you're not your best. And when you think mm-hmm. you're good and you're not and you're flat, they'll never give you a chance again. They're like, oh, that's who you are. Okay, well, that's who you are. Well, that's what's scary is with the way this team is trending, it's like UH is going to double capacity for next school year. And it's like, what what are they going to sell? You know, what's the draw for having all these, you know, 8,000 more seats? And I I struggle with that. Because it's like you're going to struggle to hold on to what you already have, let alone gain 8,000 more, especially when you've kind of made them mad. Well, we'll be able to <laughs> spread out more, I guess, and jump around. Right. That'll be the silver lining. Yeah, well, maybe going back to the run and shoot will help. I mean, that's what one of the things that makes Hawaii unique, But you know, the run and shoot. I don't even know if Shoemaker knows, knows has ever run that before. Or would it's, it be just, it's just throwing in elements. They mean like throwing in those four wide, like having the slots, having those those quick outs, like having options presented to the quarterback that were all solid options because um, you know we neutralize the defense in a way where it's like if we can make timely throws, you can yeah. get into rhythm, and that's what was going on right with these guys is that they're starting to find a rhythm. And we did find that in Mexico State, even when we were losing. And honestly, we didn't. Re- I didn't think we had any chance of coming back and winning. But we did have moments where it did look like things were were going. Caleb Phillips did have a lot of nice catches for sure. And I mean, he could. He's stepping into that role. Um, so you know, like we said, as long as we keep improving, it's possible. And like to win a few more games, but we well, have to really improve a lot, though. Timmy might have to tinker with his staff. Everybody who might be here right now might not be here next year. That's that's just a gut feeling I have. So, and that yeah. you know that might be a good thing. And that's not abnormal for one thing, right? That's not abnormal at all. I mean, especially after losing seasons, regardless, because you just need to find ways to shake it up. So, I mean, I think everybody's job is at stake. Everybody's job is under a microscope because to me, this is his first step. He didn't know any better. Now he's going to know a little yeah. better. He's going to realize he's going to need certain guys and there's going to be certain guys who just aren't ready. And some guys will get demoted. Some guys will like be like, go because Timmy is going to have to realize that his job. And like you said, his, his future is at stake too. It's like with coach yeah. Rolovich really. And you know, him coming out and speaking, if somebody saw that he talked to some, Oh yeah, he did some like right wing yeah. network or something. Yeah, that he talked to. Um, <laughs> he, you know, I love Coach Rolo. Obviously, he's one of my favorite coaches of all time. Like I said, I, I love 
coach Rollo and his family. They've all been really great to me. And I, I wish that he was still our coach, quite frankly. I mean, in a lot of ways, of course, I wish the pandemic never happened and nothing happened, but you know, it would have been great to see where we could have been, how much further up we could have went with him. Um, you know, and, but the thing is he's has to make series of choices based on, on what, what he needed to do. And really in that place and time for a school to offer him three and a half million dollars to mm -hmm. go to, even though it was a harder Pac-12 school to, to win at, it was still in the Pac-12. Mm -hmm. So it's still a Pac-12 job. So it's like, okay, I think it's my time. I'm going to go. And, and, you know, they actually started making improvements, right, under Coach Rolovich. And now they're doing pretty well. But, yeah. you know, right. Coach Rolo installed a lot there. But then he also made the choice during the pandemic to question the vaccine so much to the point that he, or the, yeah, the vaccine to the point where he lost his job over it. And that's a choice because now it's going to affect his future profession forever. So, yeah. Timmy Chang made a choice to be here at this time, regardless of whether he was ready for it or not. That's, you know, something he's going to have thing. to question himself. Timmy knew the deal. He knew what he was walking into. I don't know if he did, though. And I'm going to give him you the benefit of the so? doubt, too. I don't know if he yeah. did, realizing, like, where the brand was right now. Realizing, I don't think he kept up with UH, like, you know, like, he's busy being the coach at Nevada or being the coach at wherever else. Like, he doesn't have time to just... You know, maybe he is. Maybe he does watch the games occasionally of UH, but I don't know mm. if he's just aware because the attendance figures never get talked about in media, anyways. But and they always three sellouts, that. bro. They always yeah. play that, but yeah, I know. But it's like <laughs> we know what we're trending. Even if you say three sellouts, the stadium, we know how big the stadium is. You know what I mean? It's like it's just not being honest. And it's like the fact is, like if we were being honest about the brand, people would say you're negative, but. If you're not being honest, how are we going to improve? That's the whole, the whole point is we want better. Like we accept that we don't have jerseys in the store because, yeah. because we, we don't, don't even have jerseys on the field. On the field. On the jersey. field. And I think we only get black pants because we haven't yeah. worn another pants besides black. We have to be the only college that who's has less uniform choices in some high schools. <laughs> exactly. high schools. Oh, oh God. I think Punahou has more options probably <laughs> than UH does actually. <laughs> but, UH has to win. You win and all that stuff, all those well, kind of problems um, go away. Yeah. Adidas is Adidas is Adidas has to give you even if you're the worst in the world, you sign with them. Give us the uniforms. Yeah, I even saw, winning or losing. It's I like, saw an that's the agreement. Or let's just I go to freaking champion or find some other, like, why are we with Adidas in the whole first place too? Like, yeah. it could be with and one. Who the hell cares that you could make any kind? It's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, UH is trying to, you know, check the boxes. Like, other schools, you want to be with a major brand, but you were going to get rid of Under Armour, which I'm okay with. You're going to jump on Adidas, which I don't care I, I, I don't mind Adidas either, but if you're going to take that kind of disrespect where you can't even get stock, not for your fans, but not even for your team, like it has nothing to do with winning. That's just like how send us uniforms, like what? And like <laughs> saying, blaming it on supply, but oh, you think these other Adidas schools are worried? Yeah. yeah, I just, I saw a Facebook on, ad for a, a yellow Arizona state, like alternate Jersey. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. For the fans. Schools will have so. like four or five. So it's just nobody. It's just like what Shane says. Like 
it's like it's like Dave and Buster is not even paying attention because they don't really care because a lot of guys just feel like it's okay to disrespect UH now because I mean this is a so when we signed with Under Armour remember how they even made like a whole display and right. made it a big deal right right and with Adidas it was like but, yeah we're with Adidas now let's go take pictures with Colt Brennan's name on it and go take pictures with the the jersey that there's only two in Magic Island of. and Magic <laughs> Island like yeah so that's what that's the bigger issue is the brand and the lack of growth and really the shrinkage of it. And it starts with the TV products. You can't even get access to that. You can't get access to um, clothing or apparel. Um, you can't get access to the so, jersey. So I, I watched the game at Big City Diner at Windward Mall. And they were the only, one, only Big City Diner showing it. So they funneled all the UH fans into there. So, I mean... We watched it with Rita and Jen and Stevie and Joel, but yeah, we oh, were. So no other big cities were showing it. They yeah because because of the app because of that slow sports and that thing froze a lot too. Did you, I'm not sure <laughs> if it froze a lot and it did that last year at the New Mexico. No, State. but like Hawaii football fans were turning into like a fringe group at Hawaii, right? And that and that's in my Hawaii. Point is, Marginalized, yeah. It, we're I mean, being marginalized, marginalized in, in on Oahu, and, on our and, own island, where the freaking and school it's is. just shrinking and shrinking. You're putting us in one small area, yeah. and because that's all that is needed. Yeah. So, and that's scary, super scary, and and that's what we're talking about. And that that's why I'm saying like the media does talk about that because if it's negative, then certain people at UH won't won't, won't let you work, yeah. come on campus anymore. But we're not hating. We're just, we want what's best for this program, but they're not doing anything to change. They, they need to change. Just ch- whatever they're doing is not working. So they got to change. <laughs> they don't like change. They don't like change pay-per-view. They don't like get better apparel. They don't like make tailgating. They don't like, you know what I mean? It's just like, why already? Why? I, I know I'm not a. I know I may not know all the background stories, or but if cannot, then tell us. Cannot be transparent. You know, don't say, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." We go, we working on tailgating when deep inside you know we no can tailgate. Just tell us the truth. It's like, oh, that's all I'm asking. Now, how is that, you know, like you said, Board of Regents even, we're not even talking about the current administration, administrators alone. Of course, you know, it it extends upward through the vision from the top, from the governor, who now thinks he's, I have still no idea why he's giving UH the option. It it still is (laughs) baffling to me. It really is. It's just weird given the state of the Aloha Stadium now and with the NACED project. So we were talking, we're going to talk about the NACED project, like we said, but NACED basically was you know, this entertainment district, private part, uh, public partnership with mm-hmm. developers. So we're scrapping years of planning to make this entertainment district. Yes. So that is a, a government loss in its, in its own right. But now moving forward with these, this new stadium, this is, I feel like hypothetical. I feel like this is our chance. I feel like they really should scrap their, expansion plans and just start building the new stadium yeah and use that so money now, to build a new stadium exactly because 
if they have 400 million, they don't need use yeah. money for build yeah. the stores and the yeah. condo. Just spend all that on the yeah. stadium then. Yeah. But I, I think UH is hedging its bet and saying that, you know, we need to expand the stadium because you can't count on that new Aloha stadium coming up anytime soon. So, like, I get it. But they're, they're in, in charge sense, now. He, the, the governor said they got the money. That's why he gave him the money. So what they they can pull the strings. So right, they're competing against themselves. Yeah, but even Miano said right, he he wouldn't want UH building his Rottweilers. Oh, well, that was that was yeah. a shot. <laughs> Rich Miano said, That's "Tell everybody." Rich, so Rich Miano on the show with Kanoa and RJ said that oh, he wouldn't let oh, uh, UH oh, Rob DeMello. He wouldn't let UH build his Rottweiler's doghouse. <laughs> uh, I love that Rob shared that too all over Twitter because it's the truth. Like I have no that's idea why. Truth. And that's yeah. one of the reasons why they wouldn't let him yeah, that's be on June's <laughs> staff. Because yeah. it was it's vocal in the vocal coaches, right? And you right. know, you know, UH they don't want people that Speak yeah. their minds, I guess. Uh, it's I know. Just, How North know, Korea. Yeah. So I mean, that's just but, and so culture. yeah. You, you do that, so here we are. Yeah. So that's <laughs> why we are. Here we are. So yeah. I mean, that's the sad part. It's going to be a big. We we don't know if Timmy is going to is capable of making the turnaround. Like we really don't know that. Everybody put the hype into it because they love they love this. They love he's that. Gonna have, he's he's going to have he's going to have a couple years to show. Yeah. I think I think he deserves. Yeah, I think I think he definitely deserves Three a couple years. Of years. But yeah, we don't know if he's like. I mean, because he's going to have to get the recruits, the coaches. Like it's a whole. Yeah. He's fighting against a lot now. So, well, not only that, like he he's fighting the clock too because he has to get a bowl game this year or next year to get that that year added on. Yeah, pension. So, because huh? it's only three years, huh? His contract. Three plus. Yeah, three plus three one. years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the only way that I'd see us getting, I mean, it would have to be a recruiting coup for us to uh, get enough guys next year. I mean, if the and the Punahou quarterback needs to sign, he hasn't signed any dotted lines that I don't believe, right? Because December is going to be signing December, for these yeah. guys. I mean, even all those Bishop Gorman guys, I'm like, oh no, please stay. Don't, don't, don't renege. Yeah, Please. so that's the thing is like, especially if they don't know what the stadium, the kids don't know what the stadium situation is going to be like. Um, and it's a big dif- difference taking somebody to Law Stadium and showing them like, this is where you're going to play your games and the Pro Bowl is here and there's so much history than taking them to T.C. Ching. Like, it's a big difference. And yeah. I think that we should try and preserve what we can. This is, this is where UH beat Duquesne. <laughs> 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 in front of a sold out crowd <laughs> in front of consecutive yeah they're gonna make like a sepia photo of that game and put it up there with like timmy getting his gatorade bath of like crystallized moment in uh history when the chang gang got its first victory but hey we were happy it was nice yeah, we were happy as well happy. with the win so i guess we were happy as well but it is sad that we have to we have to i mean I feel like I was most happiest walking out of Michigan. I don't even know why. <laughs> or out of like the first game was like, 
it's so hard because we set our expectations so low that it's like but after that Michigan game I thought like hey we like right that third quarter was the best football we played all year so I was like hey we turning things around man I think we're yeah we'll be better and then I just said no we're not better because, but it's only going to come from criticism. It's only going to become from people being vocal, whether, I mean, and other fan bases, like we talk about Shane, like in the mainland, people are way more, it, within the Mountain West, there are, there are fan bases that are way more vocal, or way more critical. And that's the problem, like, is in Hawaii that we, we try and suppress any kind of um, what is perceived to be negative, but that keeps anything from getting better. And that's exactly. why... We are at a place now where the, the standards are so low that any little success, they rather celebrate the success and give themselves awards, made up awards, mm-hmm. than actually do something for the school that is going to be yeah. beneficial for the I, brand. I'm sure somebody's searching their contract for a bonus for three consecutive sellouts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. That's going to be the mantra of, you know, the school for a long time is just saying like, well, it could be worse. Like, like the guy said in that. In that How? <laughs> I mean, really selling like the stadium as if they pulled it out of thin air and really overstating how, what they did is really the first step. I mean, how many fans are like, Oh my gosh, you got to give it to the school for, for what? Like, have you been to the stadium? Like it's not, it's not a quality stadium. And, the fact is, like, even after the year, even in the offseason, the school didn't do anything from last year. So, like, if you had been to a game last year, this stadium essentially remained the same, just added a few more vendors who yeah. are yes, getting less and less every trucks. week. Yeah. yeah. And trucks. there are less and less every week. Yeah, it well, is getting less and less, yeah. There's less and less vendors every week. There's more and more pukas around again. And that's yeah. what they figure they're going to do. Well, that not make improvements because there's all kind of dirt, gravel, <laughs> sand and areas like it's not like it was beautified in any way so if you had long-term plans to be there like at least make it look like a or even add areas that are hospital hospitality areas right around the stadium to make people feel good like it's just crazy that you know you should at least have an area where you can go on the softball field or something and buy a drink or something like something you know private like you could make a club atmosphere and it's all about exclusivity. That's why, you know, it's, it's, it's not just about, it's like at Allegiant, like people, I mean, I know at first I was like, damn, $75. Now it's $75 for San Diego state for their cheapest tickets. But for Allegiant, when we play UNLV, we're like, Oh, there it's $75 tickets, right. To sit in the club. Even if you got the club for the UNLV game, you still had access to quality. a club and it yeah. was like exclusive. And you, there was less people at the bars. You had your own bathroom. So that is something that obviously was built into Allegiant. But the principle was the exclusivity part. The principle wasn't like this fancy building. The principle was like you get to have your own bathrooms. And like maybe that's what it is for people in the middle. Like they get their bathrooms in that area and they're happy with that. But maybe they should have a private area where they can have access to certain vendors. Or I mean, and that's the thing is like, there's not enough people in those areas that will complain because they're just blind, loyal fans, which is great that we have those, but that's just, those are the kinds that have been dying off. Like we're not going to have those anymore. Most, most people are like, especially Gen Xers, millennials, as they start to invest more into tickets and if they invest into the program in the future, they're going to expect something with their money, like for the experience. It's not going to be like, Oh, I sit on the side and 
I mean, there's a guy on Twitter that has a lot of opinions talking about how fans need to be the first ones to pay up if they want the program. And it's the fact is if the brand is weak and he's right in a lot of ways, like fans should donate to the program and should be willing. And I was willing when we were at the stadium to have our, whatever additional seat charge. I was okay with that. Like, mm-hmm. okay, charge me this additional. I'm just going to imagine that it's a surcharge on every game instead. And that's fine. But that's also when we were in the stadium and had yeah. seat backs. Exactly. That was a different product. Yep, yeah. for TC Chain to charge me 400 bucks seat premium to sit on the side. That was, <laughs> that's ridiculous, bro. Like, you charging me more at TC Chain than at a Aloha Stadium? No way, man. Cannot be. And know? I think that's the thing, is that they are getting away with it because we keep shrinking, for one thing. So we're shrunken down now to about 7,000 fans because taking yeah. account the, the, the band and the cheerleaders and the student section who doesn't really pay um, because that's built in. So how are we going to – I don't see 10,000 more fans. Unless they're going to bring 10,000 no. students next year. I guess that's the only way they're going to uh, do it. To bring in that, they got to really improve the, the game day experience. Yeah. They got to – Bruno that, Mars because they got to figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, and the thing is, like you said, there, I, I think there is ample ways already, like a real plan for tailgating. Stop being scared about fires or whatever. Like, come on now. Yeah, well, I don't like, know. So what, is, what, what is that the reason? Fires? I mean, the Board of Regents, I've heard, is also like just not behind it. Um, and they need to fight for it. And the school needs to fight them for it as well. They need to stand up for it. They're the, the Board of Regents and the school and the president and all of them were all in front of the Senate defending yeah. themselves so now's the time to fight each other and figure out how you're going to make the program better and 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 do away because that's the thing it's like it's just easier for them to say no it's just yeah. easier to say no to everything why so they don't feel the need to build the program at all there's just no need to build it it's just enough to sustain it to keep it by the strings every year which is not a sustainable goal. It's not sustainable for the program because it can just fold at any moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating. You know, like, like you said, like I know people, even my wife will harp on me because she's saying, you guys are so negative. You can't be so negative. But it's not being negative. It's I care so much about this pro. It's like, okay, so say I did crappy in school, yeah? I was not studying. I was getting D's in class. My mom's not going to come up to me and go, it's okay. You know what? Mama kicked my ass. She said, hey, you know what, bro? You better start studying. You better do this. So it's just like with this football team. It's like, I'm not going to coddle them and go, it's okay. It's all right. It's like, yeah. bro, just do better already. Yeah. Let's figure it out. I don't know, you know? It's like, ah. Well, and that's the hard part is because no, they don't really care. The people who get to actually, the fans, you're over here being, you know, um, affected by it. Sean is, I am, a lot of other hardcore fans are, but the fact is people aren't emotionally affected by it, are not the one, are the ones, you know, the ones making the decisions because <laughs> it's not about emotion to them. It's a job to them. And that's, yeah. that's the difference. So the thing is, we're never going to be able to attain, I think, what we want if we just, especially if we just stay quiet. I mean, that's not even how 
changes made legislatively or politically. No, it's nothing is done quietly. It has to be people that are vocal because those are the only people that care, to be honest. Those are the people that care the most by far. Like I said, when, when Ige, people are so mad on Twitter at Ige during the pandemic for locking people out, who was there protesting in front of his office? All zero people were there protesting. Mm. So not people don't care as much anymore. They, they want to they act like they care on Twitter, which is a make-believe fake universe, metaverse. But in real life, if you really care, you show up to Ige's office, which no one did. Zero people in the UH fan base did that. None of the three of us did that either. So in other fan bases, if they really cared, they would have. If they're really up in arms, there would be there would have been people actually protesting. But nobody did. We just and the news still covered like the situation because the news has been always pro US football. It really has been. And that's because of the probably station managers and so that's why a lot of those guys don't want to lose access. But really they don't care. It's not like they think like so many people in Hawaii are are desperate for UH football consumption. I'm sure people will always be interested. I'm sure in Hawaii, if the program went away, a lot of people would come out of the woodwork. It's like, no, we need to save it. Like, no. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. be like, where were you? Where? Where were you? Because we're saying, the fact is a lot of people just don't know because they don't pay attention anymore. They just stop paying attention. They don't care when UH games are. They don't even know when the games are. Um, you know, it's crazy. Even when I landed in El Paso airport, you know, and they saw my Hawaii license, people would say, oh, you're here for the game. And it's like El Paso had UTEP, which is right next to the airport. They played Boise. I mean, mm-hmm. Las Cruces. They beat yes. Boise. Yeah, which they beat. <laughs> Las Cruces, yes, is fed by El Paso Airport. But the fact that the El Paso people knew that New Mexico State was playing Hawaii mm-hmm. was impressive to me. When And UH, UH football games should be the main event, of course, of every every Saturday in the fall, all the time, especially at home. Exactly. And, you know, that used to be a thing, right? Traffic in the H1 westbound because on Saturday and they would have signs like get to the stadium early. Like none of them. We don't even have traffic going into Manoa. <laughs> yeah, that's It's true. way smaller. We, we get to the game like 5.30 and the parking lot is empty. Yeah. And kickoffs at 6. It's like, what? It's I don't understand. Yeah, insane. So they're gonna need a successful product to to get the fan base back. Yeah, but it's gonna start by doing things like improving the brand step by step with what we have. Not worried about the future stadium. Like start right now. Mm-hmm. The first Vanderbilt had all the hype, and then that mm-hmm. was a fizzle. Western Kentucky provided. Well, this team might not be as good, but no, they beat us too. Michigan, we knew it was gonna be a loss, but then we played kind of well, and then Duquesne came along, and that was homecoming. So it was like mm-hmm. people came to the game and then New Mexico State happened and then we got blown out to Mexico State. And then now we have a bye, so less for people to think about UH football. And then we're going to lose most likely to San Diego State. So going home for that Nevada game is going to be the first true test for sure of how mm-hmm. they can get people interested or get people there. But yeah, it's no excuse. I mean, they should be, it should be sold out. Even if the team was getting plastered worse than now, it should still be sold out. That's because we don't have as many fans. Like we said, during Von Oppen, we could still get 30,000 fans. Do you, do you think that we'll ever have NFL players from our team anymore? Or do you think they'll just, they'll be good and then they'll just transfer somewhere for their... No, I think NFL is different senior. because NFL is also, it doesn't, because NFL has never been about going to a better school. 
I don't think proven really that your NFL success is, is tied directly to your college or what college you went to. And the fact is like guys like John guys like uh, Ursula and others who are drafted Jelani, like they probably wouldn't have, it's not necessarily, it's not, doesn't necessarily mean they get the same playing time. If they went to another school, if they had transferred, um, if they had the chance, like guys, like our best guys, like Rigoberto Sanchez, like, Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter as a punter where you're punting. Like, was, just get the stats and show what you can do. So I, I think that is possible. I just, I don't know if it's going to be Timmy. Is Timmy Chang capable of recruiting those type of players too? That he, And then not necessarily the four or five stars, but guys that he can bring in and mold into. Develop. You know, develop. But yeah, you're going to need yeah. some guys with some raw talent. The guys that are going to be just speedsters. He's going to have to get those are guys with size. But I think it's possible. I just think our, it's more important about what the direction of our program is because it doesn't feel like we are going to be competitive in FBS ever again. It just feels like we are stuck here now because of the changing yeah. tides of, of NCAA football, yes, but also because our program is just in the state that it's in. Now. This is what our admin picked. <laughs> <laughs> so we got we to gotta deal with it and we got to be patient and that's really what it comes down to. I mean, this game... It's going to be a rough one, but we'll have a chance again to see what the new look offense will be like. 7%. 7% chance. So get 7%. chance. Get but, chance. But um, if you were coming with HI Sports fans, you would be there with us. We'll be there in San Diego this week at Snapdragon Stadium. We'll also be taking in the Cowboys and Rams on Sunday. Another game at SoFi. Go check us out at HISportsfans.com. At HISportsfans. On Instagram, on Twitter, come, you know, just banter with us. Go find Sean and Shane as well on Twitter, Instagram. And, you know, just we want to keep building the community because we need to be building it. If it's not being built anywhere else, then, you know, they need to have something that's going to lure them back in and want them to stay um, because that's what's going to take a, a really strong fan base to grow this program if we want to stay competitive. Um, but with that being said, thank you for your support. Check us out, hisportsfans.com. Send us a tip, just a tip, at hisportsfans on Venmo. If you want to send us a tip for this game, we have no Patreons, but uh, we would appreciate all the support. Thank you so much for uh, joining us for another week uh, episode, and we'll see you guys next Continued week. support. Continued support. Yes. Mahalo Nui. Go Bows. Go Bows. Love you, Dad. Go Bows. Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com.